This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. Hey, this is Yelena from Persona, and you're listening to the Mosh Pit on Sin. G'day everyone, this is Stefan from the Mosh Pit on Sin. After nearly two years, I'm excited to bring Yelena Dorbrich back, back to the Mosh Pit for an interview. Yelena is the lead singer for the independent Tunisian ba- metal band Persona, and is a core songwriter for the band's sophomore album, which came out last year, which is called Metamorphosis. Yelena, welcome back to the Mosh Pit. Hi, Stefan, and thank you so much. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Awesome. Now, to people who haven't heard of Persona as of yet, can you tell us, a, just, uh, just quickly in your own words, tell us about the band, you know, what do they sound like, that sort of stuff? Um, okay, so we're a six-piece uh, metal band from Tunisia. Uh, I am from Serbia, but currently I live in Tunisia, so uh, it's a kind of international band. Um, uh, we have uh, two guitars, uh, bass, drums, keyboard, and uh, me on vocals. The guitarists uh, are called Melik Hlifa and uh, Yusri Wada. Uh, keyboard uh, is played by Walid Besadok, and we have uh, Yusuf Awedi on drums. Uh, and uh, our uh, ex-bass uh, player's name is Nisreen, but uh, we were just not on the same page anymore. So uh, now we're car- we're currently in the search of the new bass player, which yeah, by the end this interview might be aired, <laughs> it might be found already. But yeah. All right. So we did an interview with you around March 2016 after you released your first album, Elusive Reflection. So can you update us on what has happened since then? Uh, we released uh, a new album, so we did a lot of composing uh, meanwhile, and I think musically we kind of uh, kind of changed a bit, so we we became a little bit more uh, more progressive, and uh, how to say we changed a bit as as people, as personalities, and uh, that was a very exciting uh, exciting process for all of us. Uh, we also got to play. Um, as one of the opening uh, bands for Xandria when they came to play in Tunisia. That was in uh, February 2017. Uh, and also we played as an opener band for Mirath. Uh, let, me, let, me, let me see. Let me see. I think it was in April 2017. Uh, I would have to check uh, on that date. They played here in uh, Tunisia in a, in a very beautiful uh, uh, amphitheater like old Roman place. Like it, it was full and it was like an amazing experience. Uh, they were great guys. Their concert was amazing. The ambience was amazing. It was it was a really nice experience for us. Uh, besides that, we also ran a really successful Indiegogo campaign uh, to finance our second album. Uh, that went really well, and we are very grateful to all of our uh, backers and supporters. In the fall of 2017, we had a little first tour in Europe. So the first time we played outside of Tunisia. It was really nice. Uh, we played in a female-fronted metal festival called Female Metal Event FAM in uh, the Netherlands. Uh, we had uh, a show in Paris and two shows in Belgium, in Lens and uh, Liège. And I think that's about it. <laughs> 
Excellent. Well, I was one of the backers of the new album, <coughs> Disclosure Statement. Yeah. And oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will say that I do think uh, Metamorphosis is an incredible record. And, you know, some bands decide to adopt a more mainstream sound after an album goes well. But you guys have kind of done the exact opposite. You know, the, the album is longer, dynamic song structures, and you've got extreme metal sounds like the growling. So, so how and why did the sound go this way? I think we just, uh, like, as I said before, we kind of uh, wanted to explore more. And we let the, the our creative process just, like, run free and see what's going to happen with it. All our influences just mixed, and it, this is how it turned out to be. Uh, about the extreme vocals, I relatively recently became a fan of... Uh, kind of a fan of extreme metal music not not many genres but let's say melodic death or some black metal uh, some black metal bands and uh, I kind of wanted to to express myself in that way too and we ended up also having some bit more extreme passages in our songs so I said okay this is like a perfect place for that so I will not I will not put growls everywhere because then it's boring because it just growls all, all over yeah everything uh, it was it was unplanned unplanned how the album turned out to be mostly <laughs> excellent now location often has influence on the sound and the lyrics of music uh everything besides vocals uh has been recorded in a home studio so uh like home studio yeah and but uh, but for the vocals i went to a professional studio because of the sunrise room and everything so yeah but it was all in tunisia <laughs> as um so how does like the location you know being in tunis like how does that, I guess, influence the sound or the lyrics of the band? Like, what's the? What no. I'm saying is, what's the Tunisian flavor on this album, if there is any? Personally, I don't think there is any. Some, uh, especially uh, themes of the songs. If you're thinking about the lyrics and what, what did I write about? Uh, connected, like geographically, or let's say historically, or politically, or socially, about like connected to Tunisia precisely. Yeah, like n nothing, nothing, nothing. Really, really nothing, nothing in my case, like zero. Musically, none of us really listen to anything Oriental or, or Arabic, nor really, really like it. So we might have picked up something. I think the, you will see later. I mean, like some of the songs, like maybe there's Credence, if I'm not mistaken. There's a part that's kind of Orientalish and I even sang some kind of line that might... But that just turned out to be like that. We didn't do it on purpose. And, but I don't think there are many, many There was some Oriental influence on the last album. I'm thinking like the opening to somebody else, for instance. Uh, maybe a bit, yeah. And I don't know how that thing also turned out to be. But yeah, it, just, it, it was there and like, okay, cool. <laughs> no worries. So what has the reaction been both from the new fans and also those who have picked up your last album to the new album? Uh, I'm happy to say that most of the fans were, in a way, also a bit like surprised, but pleasantly. They liked the change. They liked uh, how songs are diverse. They liked also the extreme elements. They had no objections on it. Very few, maybe even like one or two people, if I can recall, or three, I don't know, like very, very, very few were like, they, they were like specifically unhappy about those extreme elements. Yeah. But... Well, you can't please everyone, and That's like true. we we yeah we had to go with what 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 we felt at the moment. So we had to risk some people liking it, some people not liking. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the camp of pleasantly surprised. I uh, 
you know, because the first, the first yeah. album, you know, the songs are, I guess, shorter to the point for the most part. The album isn't uh, very long, and this one is a lot longer. So, yeah, I'm in that camp, pleasantly surprised. So, you know, it's yeah. a surprising album. Definitely didn't play it safe. That's what I like about it.
Now, you guys have had a ton of challenges, obviously, being an independent band, you know, and you've got jobs and other commitments, and, you know, living in a country that may not have as many opportunities to, you know, take the band to the next level. I mean, that's just two examples, yeah. but can you enlighten us on the challenges you had recording this album and also playing shows? Nowadays, with all the technology that's happening, it's not really difficult to to independently produce an album. Okay, if you have the means, if you have enough money to produce something uh, of decent or good quality or very good quality, I mean, it's the mean of uh, budget, means of budget, you know. It's like, you know so you can produce like an album by yourself. That's not a problem. You can record it by yourself. Uh, you can pay somebody to mix it if you don't know how to do it, to master it. You can even distribute it yourself online through the digital shops. You can even uh, print your CDs on your own. You find a company, you pay them. Like, that's what we did. Um, that's not a problem. But playing shows from here is extremely difficult <laughs> <laughs> because we're far. Here, nothing much is happening. I mean, uh, there's us and a few other bands who... Not many who are actually persistent enough. I think I'm telling you the same story I told you last time, probably, uh, because it's so so difficult to advance here. That then, like many bands, just you know, they try, try, and then they just you know end up playing for fun and or play and end up playing in a cover band and just earn some money and then they don't care about it anymore. There's nothing happening here. So sometimes people organize some metal shows, but. That's not very often. There aren't clubs where those things or or places where those things are happening regularly. The sh the country is small. The audience is also maybe even big enough comparing to the country. But that's all. So we're stuck here. So if you want to play in Europe, we're far. We need to organize everything very well. It's expensive. We can't you know we can't afford to go every month to fly to Europe, for example, to to play one or two shows and yeah. then we come back. That's what's the most difficult thing for for us right now, like yeah. finding uh, finding good places, like finding gigs to play abroad and you know well organized. Uh, that's what's what bothers us at the moment the most. Yeah, I mean, you guys are actually not too far from Western Europe, though, aren't you? I mean, I'm from Australia, so I know what it's like to be far away from everywhere else. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's true. But I mean, Australia is different, I guess. So, uh, I don't know how the market, let's say, is, is there, but there are things, there are uh, like, many more things happening there than like concerning metal scene or any alternative scene, rock, anything. But there's much more variety. There are many more opportunities. Here, really, like it's really nothing. Yeah. Nothing is happening. Oh, yeah. So what does the future hold for the band? I hope uh, good things. <laughs> um, I really hope that we'll find uh, many, mo many more opportunities to play abroad and that those opportunities will increase in number. So that's a plan that we're working on, really, to play abroad as much as we can. Uh, of course, we will start writing some music probably very soon because we always write something. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Maybe on the run we will see uh, what we choose for. The, but there's no plans like concrete plans for the third album right now. The, uh, the second one just came out. And we're planning to make a music video, like a real one, not not uh, just a lyric video. Uh, maybe another lyric video, maybe another music video, depends on a budget. But for the moment, we're fixed on one song that we're, I, will not, uh, I will not reveal right now, but we're planning to do that uh, in, the, in the near future. And some festivals, I hope, something will come up. And um, yeah. That's it. And when's that Australian tour coming along? <laughs> when there's enough uh, budget <laughs> for that, 
Yeah, yeah, I should do. Uh, that's actually a good idea. I should do some research on that front. And uh, yeah, the ticket is expensive, but we at some point we could plan it. I also have people who are asking me, "Ah, oh, when is the U- U.S. tour coming up?" Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> like I would love to go tomorrow, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, sure. you know, if you do come, you should come to Melbourne. I'm not just saying that because I live here, but uh, we are known as the rock capital of Australia. So, you know, that's why they're having Download Festival in Melbourne only. You'll definitely come to Melbourne, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. That's... <laughs> uh, so how are your shows in Europe and how do they, like, how do the crowds compare to the European crowds? To the Sorry, how do the European crowds compare to the Tunisian crowds? I mean, we love them both and all. I... Uh... I don't know. It was a great experience each time. So our fans in Tunisia are great. People are really great. They're, they they love metal concerts when they happen because there aren't that many. So they really come. They enjoy. They're having fun. They're full of energy. We we love it. We love it here in Tunisia. Uh, but we also we loved it in Europe as well. People were so responsive, and it was our first time playing in front of European audience. And it was, uh, I don't know, it was like we didn't know what to expect. I mean, we just did what we what we usually do, you know. But they were really responsive, really supportive, uh, really, really nice. So we, jo- we enjoyed it both. I didn't feel any, like, big or huge difference. Like, these were more difficult or these were like this. No, no, they're, they're all lovely. We all love them. We had fun. <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite song from the new album and do the fans? Um... Let me see. Do I have to pick only one? No, you can pick whatever. <laughs> whatever. Uh, no, I'm kidding because uh, they're all. Uh, so I think I said that. I think we also said that in our Indiegogo campaign. Like they're all really uh, personal. Personal meaning that some of them, okay, they maybe describe uh, a certain situation in a bit uh, metaphoric way, uh, but they all all kind of represent a. Uh, some kind of my personal journey that I went through while we were composing and everything. So I'm kind of attached to most of them. So it's yep. difficult to pick. That's why I'm saying that. But let's say I like the series of triumph. I like the message of the series of triumph. And and I like the omen of downfall because I love the music. I and really love that one. You like that? Ah, okay. Yeah. I like the omen uh, because I like the music and it's 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 really it's really personal. Does, so uh, let's what, say those two. What about the fans? Have they? Is there like a clear fan favorite? Uh, people usually respond very well uh, when we play it live to Nvidia. Nvidia, yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so now we're gonna go through the songs. Um, I guess a quick word about each. Um, all right. So the first one is Prologue, the initiation. That was the. Th- that's like an intro song, not 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 a personal song. The rest of them are, is what she told me. Uh, yes, the, so that one is kind of a, let's say introduction, and of course the last one is kind of a conclusion after the whole personal things and all the emotions and thinking and everything that went on through the album. So that's why they're like kind of uh, just like an introduction and conclusion after, yeah. And then we got the Omen of Downfall, which you uh, said is one of your favorites, one of my favorites too. Uh, so yeah. What's, what's that one about lyrically? It's a, it's about a personal experience, and it's like uh, that feeling something completely unexpected happens, and uh, that thing disrupts your inner balance like completely. So it messes you up. Um, 
so once like the thing shatters your tr like your trust in things your beliefs and uh, suddenly makes all your old insecurities just come back and you feel completely completely lost and all that is like kind of clouding your judgment you're still you know like you're struggling like uh, you there's hope hope that this this will be resolved or wouldn't it be resolved and like and all the all the whole thing in the end uh, results in some huge inner conflict and some transformation meaning that okay something is changing inside me and I'm not sure I like it like that you know that sort of thing so something hurts you trying to protect yourself you don't know what to do with yourself that's it basically <laughs> I see and you know there's a lot of interesting like colorful English words on this album especially the next track um, and surience guilefulness omnipotence Omnipot Yes, that's a hand. That's a bit bit hard for me to say, but I got there. Oh my god! I'm not even a native English. But look, so the, the, those I don't know if you noticed, but like, uh, I mean, you have uh, you've you've seen the booklet, I guess. Yes. Mm, uh, so I don't know if you noticed, but like E, G, and O are bold. Yeah. So, so that's ego. Yes. Um, ego. Yeah. Uh, so those three weird words, um, like uh, they kind of uh, stand for egos. I mean, f I, that's how I kind of pictured it in my head. Like the, they stand for egos, three main characteristics, in a way. So you know, you you're kind of uh, uh, you're kind of always hungry for something, hungry for success, hungry for this. You have to you have to rule, you have to own, but you're all uh, you're kind of also. You're kind of trying trying to hide it. You're, you you know you're, you're a bit sneaky. You're a bit uh, you know like a like a fox in a way. And omnipotence. You think you know like you can do yeah you know you can own everything. You can do everything. You're the you're the yeah omnipotent. That's that's it. So the ego. That's the ego. Yeah, that's a very. Um, it's one of the heavier songs. I think it's uh, yeah and uh, lots lots of um, growling and vocals. I love the mid instrumental section in the middle. I think that's really cool. An ego. Ah, yes. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I think the next two songs you got "Armor of Thorns" and they, that kind of segues into uh, "Netherlite." Um, so are those two songs connected, or is it just like a seg segue? They come one after another. It's yeah. not really so. "Armor of Thorn Thorns" is a way when you're finally kind of decided to okay i'm gonna put my shield on and nothing will ever hurt me again you know that's it so i'm i'm, I'm done but it's hurting me still like the, the the shield itself is killing me because it's not who i am but never mind i think i will be safer that way and then the slip into netherlite is just uh, you know when you again we realize not like the shield is like it's just it's not helping <laughs> it's not helping it's just fake and it's just netherlight is uh, like one's inner darkness, like really like kind of a depression, like a place where nothing measures anymore. And we just want to be free of all pain, like all, I mean, especially emotional pain. Mm. So that's kind of it a bit. Yeah, dark. <laughs> and you got a French title. Uh, Bête Noire. Bête Noire. Uh, <laughs> Bête Noire. It's kind of, uh, it's. It's supposed to be a. That song is actually fear. That yes. song is like uh, the 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 character of fear. 
character of fear, uh, like the Netherlight is character of depression, basically, that comes to, to take you. <laughs> uh, this is fear. So it like basically stands for one's fears. Like, uh, you know, it reminds you what your fears are and like you're trying to, 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 to uh, not acknowledge them, but they come, they keep coming up. So there's nothing you can, you can do about it. But as long as, and then you realize if you acknowledge them, they will actually go away. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's got a cool uh, instrumental guitar solos in that too. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. That's like, I love that part. I love that part. There's like a piano part in it. And I, I really like it. And uh, what can you tell us about NVIDIA? Oh, NVIDIA is a song about, it's like, a, actually, it's a character of uh, of Envy. So, but that's envy that comes comes from one. It's born from young, one's insecurities and fears, actually. So, so things okay. Instead of actually doing something with your life, something worthwhile, improving yourself, it's just easier, you know, to sit and think. Aha! This one's got this. This one is like that. This person is, you know, like they have those things, and you know, then just you try to belittle them. Uh, and think bad about them just because they have something that you don't have instead of trying to improve your own life.
we go into Hell Grind, which is, uh, well, I'm looking at the lyrics right now. It seems to be about destruction. You know, lyrics like, let it out, let it burn, destroy things, annihilate them. <laughs> oh, that's rage. That really represents one's, like, suppressed anger and rage, you know, like when you're so angry and you're trying to be a good sport and not show it. By which I don't mean to encourage violence. It's not about that. It just means people need to analyze and filter their emotions before they build up and before they <laughs> before you explode. But meaning that's that, that you know that anger inside of you, that rage. But sometimes you you just really want to smash all. You know, I, I want to destroy everything around me because I can't take this anymore. And that anger is telling you, okay, if you let it out, you know, like I just need to let it out, and then everything will be fine. But no. After you let it out, nothing is fine. Everything is actually worse because you <laughs> you see how much destruction and pain and everything you cause. So, kind of doesn't doesn't pay off. Doesn't pay off. It needs to be handled differently. Yeah, and in Credence, there's um, uh, it's not so much. I'm trying to. Well, you'll just have to tell me what that means because I'm reading the lyrics right now. No, Credence is the voice of one's confidence kind of urges you to uh, to actually believe in yourself and uh, not to let yourself be overcome by insecurities. You know, don't don't care so much what other people think either. Like, if they think you're not good enough and then you let, let that influence you and you say, okay, well, maybe I'm really not, you know, no, I'm not worth it. I'm like this, I'm like that. Don't let it change you. Don't let it give up on yourself. Don't let it give up on what you want to do and what you want to do with your life. Now we go to aim. Memoriam. I don't think there's uh, um, extreme. There's no growling vocals on this one, if I if I remember correctly. Um, I really like the chorus in this one. Uh, that's a weird song. Um, in memoriam means in memoriam of ego, because it kind of represents goodbye to ego that we had in that is Zurian's guilefulness uh, omnipotence. Song. Okay, we did that's like a bit of philosophical question about like egos and stuff. Uh, philosophical slash spiritual, but uh, meaning that one like the, the person finally understands uh, the real nature of 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 oneself and why well, like what you, what are you capable of, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and you're perfectly aware of everything that's happening inside of you. And you and you, you finally feel like you're in control. Awesome, and then we got the first song you released was the CRS of Triumph. This also yeah. doesn't have um, a grouse in it either. Um, this one seems no. to be a little bit more, I guess you could say, um, you know, more positive. Emotion. It seems that way. Uh, maybe it's just the way it sounds, a bit more power metal kind of, rather than like extreme metal. Uh, it is actually. It is. Uh, it is more positive, even in uh, even in its meaning, and it's, that's why it's called like the series of triumph, uh, because uh, it finally describes the moment where you finally kind of awaken everything that seemed so complicated and difficult and uh, that you like, couldn't deal with. Now it's finally clear, and you feel you can manage it all like perfectly well. You become like 100% aware of all your strengths and uh, you, you become aware that you're master of your, how you feel, how you think. It's you who can control and who can also direct all that, which is, which is even, even better. You have some like really difficult situation in your life and you can always choose the angle from which to look at that situation, the angle from which you can feel confident and balanced and from there you can deal with all the challenges. 
if that makes any sense. Yeah. <laughs> so and that's then, like the series of triumph. And then I guess the ap- the epilogue kind of continues with that. The final deliverance uh, seems to be, um, I guess, uh, kind of yeah. It kind of goes. It kind of goes into that same kind of theme, doesn't it? Or yes. Totally, you're right. It's just like really like a conclusion after everything. So you realize that you need to go through hard stuff in order to learn and to improve yourself. And you finally actually learned to appreciate even all the difficulties that happen to us because that's how you grow. That's how you learn. That's the only way. If you're all the time like comfortable and happy and everything's beautiful and everything's flowers and all, we just get, you know, tucked in and we get lazy and we never work on we never work on ourselves, but it's the hard moments that make us advance, that make us improve. And instead of hating them, you actually, in the end, you learn to appreciate them. And when it, when they come, you learn to see it as a valuable lesson from which you can actually get something good and not only suffer and feel sorry for yourself. Okay. And then if we just go to the entire album, you know, the album title itself, Metamorphosis. So why don't you pick that title? Because all the songs together, they kind of take you through some personal, like psychological, emotional, kind of a spiritual to metamorphosis of a person in a way. I mean, it, it has been my own personal way as well. I mean, that's the, those were things that I, I was going through while, uh, while we were writing my some past experiences, my the current experiences at that moment, my my like reflecting on situations, on life, on people, on what's happening to me and everything. So it's kind of metamorphosis through like all that. And apparently also our, our music is showed some kind of metamorphosis as well comparing to the first album. So it yeah. kind of fits. <laughs> and I like the artwork as well. So can you tell us about that? Like who made it and what's the meaning? Uh, the 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 artwork. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. The the artist's name uh, is uh, Bader Klidi. He also made the artwork for our first album, Illusive Reflections. We discussed the idea together. It's supposed to represent metamorphosis. Like you see, like my like weird different faces. I like yeah. the that he used this technique, like kind of a painting effect. Like it's yeah. like a real painting, like with smudged colors and everything. I really like that. Like a mix between something like a, a modern and something old in a way. Yeah, that's the, the that's it most. You ready for the lightning round? So this is where I'm just going to throw a bunch of questions your way. Uh, oh, God. And you just answer them quickly. No pressure or anything. I'm not going to time you or anything. Just, uh, okay. it just it's, it's just like a bunch of quick questions quickly. Um, okay. Some of these are fun and some of them are actually about the band. All right, here we go. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, favorite Persona song ever? Okay, can I, I like, wait, wait, no, it's difficult to choose. <laughs> it's impossible to choose. Um, uh, this, I always start with this, and this is the one that stumps everyone. <laughs> I, oh, should leave, I should leave wait, this one wait, last, wait, wait, I reckon. <laughs> Why don't we start? <laughs> can, you, can you think of your least favorite? Okay, the one that I'm attached to the least, let's say, okay, of all times. Helly, maybe from... But actually, yeah, Helly from, from Illusive Reflections, probably. What's but like wait the most sorry I didn't answer your question it's oh, not no. fair with the most <laughs> it's not fair it's not fair wait okay the series of triumph simple yeah because of the message yeah because of the message you know it's interesting because I know so like uh, I haven't really seen uh, I haven't read a lot of the comments for the second album but for the first album when it came out I was reading um, you know what people's favorite was and I think as you know my favorite song is Monst- monsters or monster 
Yeah, and my probably yeah. my my least favorite on that uh-huh. album is probably um I think Torn and the song Before and After. What's Before and After that? Torn and um uh, uh there's Persona. But I like that one. There's Persona on Elusive Reflections, the Persona song. I mean, called Persona. Yeah. I like that one actually. And I was re- remember reading the comments and I thought that Torn was probably my personal least favorite, but a lot of people um you know, they really like that song yeah they really like it's true it's true so it's like the first album i noticed that you know um there was was there like a clear-cut favorite from the first album or blinded <laughs> oh yeah yeah because i guess it's a single yeah but other than that i don't think there was like a clear like fan favorite like i said monster's my favorite torn was probably my least favorite and like there was another song there um uh, but a lot of people really like that song. So, yeah, that first album, you know, lots of different opinions. So that's why I think lots it's really interesting true. about that that first that first album. Ah, uh, what's that other song? I just need to... Uh, wait, after Torn... Oh, Ageless. I think they're not... Yes. Ageless, that was before. That was just before, I yes, think. Yes, okay. Yeah. I, I, love, I, I love every song um, off the album. I'm not saying I don't like those two songs. I like them, but they're probably my two least favorites. And I understand people... everybody has. Even I have my least favorites of our yeah. own songs. So <laughs> yeah. It's normal. You know what? I think, um, yeah, your fir- your second album, there's a lot to take in. So I'll have to yeah. listen to it even more, I think, because, you know, you listen to it once. That's not enough, I think. Um, it's not like the first one where, um, you know, which is, I think, easier to take in. There's lots of... It's true. Yeah. As you know, we had in some reviews, the reviewers from Webzines, they kind of, for example, they, they give us a really good note. They love the album, but they say it might be a bit difficult to take in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, you're right, but I, I've heard albums that are a lot more difficult to digest than this one. Uh, I mean, like, a, a, a lot more prog, a, a lot more, you know, like, you're listening to it, and at some point you're just, you know, like, you're, you're, you're tired. Uh, somehow, I don't know... Uh, I mean, I guess also for those other people who made other complicated albums, uh, for them it also makes sense, you know, when it's like long and uh, songs go into into one another. And I don't know, because I don't find it that it's ex- like very, very difficult to digest. But th- it might be, it might mm. be, you're right. <laughs> I will say though that Haley is actually one of my favorites from the first album. So there you go. Really? Yeah. Uh, like... Yeah, it's not. For, from the first album, my absolute favorite is Persona. The, yeah. Like the song that I still like a lot. From the first album, but I like monsters yeah. and he kills me more. Um, oh, and, um, Haley, I like. Yeah, so yeah, he kills me more. I think is a really well crafted song. It's a bit of like a Guns and Roses, in my opinion, like slash solo in the middle of that, which I really like. It's it's it true. Like... It's Malik. It's one of Malik's old old songs, uh, even uh, even before we started Persona, and we liked it, and we said, okay, we we could use that for for Persona. So it kind of has that, uh, as you said, like that like old school a bit, like uh, <clears throat> rock grungy, uh, yeah, rock grungy influence in a way. Yeah, it reminds me of, like one of those um, "Use Your Illusion" era Guns N' Roses. Yeah, ah, uh, yeah, 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 That's yeah, what I think of yeah. when I listen to it. Okay, well, let's go back to lightning round. We'll have to go fast. Yeah, sorry, time. sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. This is fun. <laughs> okay, what's the one song that you wouldn't play a Persona show without? Although you probably, I you're, wouldn't. Yeah, you're the, probably going to say "Blinded." So let's pl- think of a different one, maybe. <laughs> Nvidia. That's a uh, new new audience favorite. Nvidia. Okay, there you go. And uh, <laughs> what's your favorite band right now? Right now, I think it's still Leprous. Yeah, Leprous. 
And favorite band of all time? Uh, on the big scale of things, I think I might have to say Dream Theater because it's somehow I'm I'm also emotionally. It reminds me of different periods of my life, so it kind of followed me through the. Though I don't listen to them that much uh, now, but let's say Dream Theater. I saw them live um, in in Melbourne. It was a theater show, so we, like we actually wow. had seats. So it was kind of it's kind of weird. But whatever, it was it was fine. <laughs> it was a great show, uh, a great band. <laughs> it's kind of weird to sit down for a metal show, but there you go. So, what's your dream venue to play at? Actually, something like that would be my. I cannot now think of a specific venue, but I would like to do something like, as you said, Dream Theater did. Uh, I really want to make a huge show that will be like a, like a th- something like uh, something like Arian does. What did you have for breakfast? Uh, ooh, uh, I only had one, like, freshly squeezed orange juice so far. So, uh, yeah, that's it for the moment. <laughs> but I will eat some fruits later, maybe a banana or an apple or, yeah, or some nuts. You usually have fruit for breakfast? Yeah, that's my favorite time in the in the day to eat fruits. Sometimes I have a piece of fruit in the afternoon, but it doesn't, doesn't feel so good as having them in the morning. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, uh, what languages do you speak fluently and as well as, I guess, the basics? Okay, of course, Serbian is my uh, mother tongue, so I speak that one. I speak English. I speak French now as as almost uh, as good as English, almost. Uh, and now I can speak a little bit of German, too. Couldn't you, didn't you um, also know a bit of Spanish and Italian? Yeah, but that is like really, really, really like uh, I I can't really use those two uh, okay. effectively. So I'm not mentioning them yet, but they're on my list. I want to okay now now I'm learning German, but uh, the next next two would pro will probably be Spanish and Italian because I really want to know those two. But if you live in Tunisia, shouldn't you learn Arabic or something? Yeah, but it kind of doesn't really attract me. That's that's what's weird. I should pro- I mean, I can functionally live here with only French, and they have the Tunisian dialect, which I can understand when I have to. Uh, I don't really have to speak it, and almost everyone here speaks French, or if they don't speak it, they all, all they understand it at least, so we can communicate. So I don't really need I don't really need Arabic. And uh, what do you enjoy doing in your spare time outside of music? Uh, I like reading a lot. Uh, I watch shows, uh, movies, going to the movies, um, meeting friends. Uh, yeah, yeah, mostly. I mean, I do a lot of music also. I compose. I compose, but like that's... Uh, I also compose for myself some piano pieces and, and things. And uh, yeah, that's, that's mostly it. Persona's second album, Metamorphosis, was released last year. Be sure to pick it up from basically every digital platform as well as their first album, Elusive Reflections, and our 2016 interview with Yelena and recently departed bass player Nesrin. Uh, that interview was nominated for Best Interview at the Sin Awards last year, by the way. Uh, you can see that on YouTube to search Moshpit on Sin and on the Moshpit Backstage podcast on Spotify and iTunes. And this interview will be up there soon as well. Yelena, thanks so much for hanging out with us again. Thank you so much, Stefan, and see you soon, hopefully. The song we're going to play is called Insurance Guyfulness, Omnipotence, or Ego for short, from Metamorphosis.
Thanks for listening to the Mosh Pit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Mosh Pit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on Sin 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream Sin 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Samantha from Flashgun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls Go. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Mosh Pit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Ron from 1349. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Uberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Tips.